it's hey menachemov. Today is the yard site of the Ariza Lachai. Now, like a fool, I didn't look this up. And like a bigger fool, I'm telling you that I didn't look it up. But according to my cheshbon, this year is the 440th yard site. 440. Shin Lamed Gimel. Shin Lamed Gimel is 1573. Now we're holding 2013. If, it's the f- if my calculation is correct, and I'm pretty sure it is, so we're beginning Dishnas Emes, right? 441 is Emes. And as you know, I'm sure that Emes, the Veldzok, that Emes is the beginning of the Alabase, the mini- middle of the Alabase, and the end of the Alabase. That is how represented a certain kind of an Emes. And what is unusual about the Emes, that is how represented, is the fact that it wasn't farvaset, it wasn't diluted. Darizal, Darizal complained how hard he had to work to dilute his teachings. Yeah? And after all the dilution, no one understands what he's talking about. But it appeals to everybody. This is a very interesting thing. You reveal the deepest secret to the Torah. Nobody understands him, but everybody relates to him. Farvas was an emis, because it's a truth. Um, I was telling some young light last night in Shul at a Shia, so I mentioned to them that Rabbi Tendler, the Mesha Feinstein's son-in-law, had a very long yechidus with the Rebbe in 1970-71. They had an interview of his yechidus and the living Torah parts of it. And uh, he spent the whole night with the Rebbe. The Rebbe wanted from him something, which he refused to do. But they talked. And amongst the many, many different things that came up in that conversation was he asked the Rebbe how come in Chabad when they do Kirov the very first thing they do is loan people Tanya and the Rebbe gave him a simple answer because it works now in the course of the conversation another issue was raised and I, I'm a little bit confused as what was said regarding what but the bottom line is this they brought up Tal Samashpachim and the Rabbi Tentler was indicating how difficult it is to suggest it even in the modern world and the Rebbe said, you're very wrong. You could start with Tal HaMishpacha. It, it makes sense because everybody has a Edelkeit. Everybody has a, 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 a natural tendency towards Tahara. So he says, Tender says, and the Rebbe is right. <laughs> and the same is true about Hasidus. He's right. The Arizal revealed an Emes. An Emes without any compromise, yeah? When it's like up, it makes sense. It doesn't make sense in the sense that we understand it. It makes sense that we have a relationship with it. And what is that MS? That MS is Nishoma. Nishoma means that Elam Haze is not just Shekir. It's not just competition. It's not just lying and cheating and exploiting and trying to f- take your peace. There's an Nishoma. There's an Nishoma to each one of us. There's an Nishoma to the collective of all of us. There's an Nishoma to my little piece of this world. There's an Nishoma to the world as a whole. And that Nishoma is the justification is the correctness is the emis all, all of this it makes it make sense it makes it useful it makes it worthwhile and it even makes it happy and peaceful and all of us know I'm sorry real um, everybody knows that in Hasidus Chabad there's a very big koch in Simcha the market I mean obviously the Vashem of the koch in Simcha but the market is the Kitzvah Ariza it says in Svarim, Me'eid, Me'eid, Ginu, Chachmai, Ha'emes, Asmidas, Ha'atzvus. Which means, Me'eid, Me'eid, very, very much. The Chachmai, Ha'emes, those Chachom, who had a Shaykh, the Chachman, who started, the Pnimi, Ha'teda, Ginu, 
Gino means shame the midah of atzvus of depression. And by those neshamas and neshachas, the famous atel of the kochem simcha was extraordinary. It says in Holy Svarim that the Baal Shem Tev reached all of his hasagas, the Baal Shem Tev reached the lofty madregis of the Baal Shem Tev, meirayv tvilis, I'm going to the mikveh a lot. In Chabad Gate, nish tasach a mikveh. In Pailish, they go much more to the mikveh. Saiba kamas, saiba echas. In other words, both they go more frequently and they toggle more times. But that is how it says that that is how hasagas were achieved through simcha shal mitzvah. And this has the shaykhs taka to Chabad. In Chabad, that's the chok this idea, in the simcha. And um, and it's it's again, I, I didn't look, but I think that this is correct. This is the beginning of Shnas Ha'emes to a person who represented in this world Midas Ha'emes. Isn't that interesting that the, that the name of the Arizal was Yitzchok? Yitzchok is a Midas Ha'gvura. Midas Ha'gvura. Yeah. Rabbi Shem Ba'yechai also has the Shaykhs that name is Atera. Shimon is Midas Ha'gvura. Now, usually Midas Ha'gvura is angry. <laughs> But in Pneumia Satayra, it's a different kind of guru. It's a guru of Tagubaydas. It's very focused, it's very exact, but at the same time, it's very joyous, it's very, very full of light. And it's not coincidental that that ease of yard site occurs right in the middle of the nine days. It, it, it splits the nine days in two. You have four days before, and you have four days after. And you have the yard site of that ease of And we've talked about I talked about this last week, I believe, in Ashkedesh, at the beginning of this week, that. In Hasidus, it comes out that there's different madregis in Yomim Tevim. The Yomim Tevim, which we have midday Raisei, when Mashiach comes, they're going to be bottle. Bottle doesn't mean we're not going to keep them. Bottle means they're not going to be any more holy than an ordinary day. The Yomim Tevim that we have midday Rabbanan, for example, Chaneke and Purim, are going to be special even then. But the Yomim Tevim that are going to be renewed when Mashiach comes are going to be even more special. Which Yomim Tevim are going to be ready when Mashiach comes? Same Gedalia, Nasar Betevis, and Shivas Betamos, and Tishabav. I don't know what to do with Tainaseste because I can't figure out exactly if that's a sad fast or a happy fast or a fast fast or a, no one knows. Tainaseste is a really strange fast. Exactly why are we fasting out of Purim? But clearly the nine days are going to be the biggest simcha. And I explained this to you, what is the difference between Mashiach and before Mashiach? Which is really the same question. What is the difference between Hasidus and before Hasidus? And the answer in a word is, that Hasidus reveals, is that the most important thing is not Tehidah, not Mitzvah, but on Yid. And Arizal, as one of the critical individuals in revealing Tehidah Sashayid, represents this idea of being Magal, the Maila, and the Shama Yisrael. So it makes sense, it stands to reason that right in the middle of the nine days you have his Yorzeit, which is his Histalkus, in other words, the Shleimus of the Adiz al-Nashaychis with this time of the year, and in Adashaychis with the idea of Nishamas Yisrael, Yiddish and Nishamas. This was a very holy man. The people stayed away from the Adiz He says, why? He says, if anybody had anything which was not good, by the Adiz he used to read you like a ticker tape, you understand? He would just read you like a computer printer. He says, so it says, by the Baal Shem Tov Mingalov, and he says, the Baal Shem Tov knew everything that Ezel said. But he kept his mouth closed. Gishwigen. Van Avot, in Namaz Malt Nereb, that the Alter Rebbe said once, Alter Rebbe to Malgazak, it's brought from Yuchitrik Smaisis, it's not from the Rabbein, it's from Chsidim. There's Maim Machutin Light Sodus, Maim Machutin, he's the Holy Badichiverov, the Levi Levi, the Rebbe says, you say his name, you have to say, the Levi Yitzchak and Badichiv. And Levi is Gevura, and Yitzchak is Gevura, you figure it out. When you say his name, you're supposed to say Levi Yitzchak and Badichiv. So Levitzik Vadichever had a Gavir in town, a wealthy man who done an Aveda. 
the Badichavarov didn't need to see him, didn't have to have Aidas, he knew. So he called him on it. Now the Gavir knew that the Badichavarov didn't see. And he knew Baruch HaKadish. So he denied it. But he didn't stand deny it. He attacked the Badichavar for accusing him of a crime that he hadn't committed. And the Badichavarov, like a litten the Holy Altar Rebbe said, Altar Gizog, he says, My Mechutn light Tzadis, my Mechutn is suffering because he saw by one of his Balabata, Adava Leitev, but not a good thing. And he called him on it. And now he is to get to them Tzadis. He says, and it's his own fault, he says. Veratam Gebetan Reden, who asked him to speak. Ichzeh. The said, I see, I keep quiet so nobody has any trouble. And this is the Chiddush, you know, the Chilik between Chassidus and Kabbalah. Kabbalah was for Chiddush Gula. Chassidus has the same oil for everybody. And to have the same oil, which are these of Chiddush Gula, everybody has to be a much, much higher Madrid. And safe, cold, safe, when it comes down, there's Machshafta and Shay Yisrael, called Malachal Dover. The highest thing in everything, higher than Tayyidah, Mitzis, Aulachan. Is Nishama Sistra. Because on a level of Pneumius Ateda, the Nishama of Ayid and the Nishama Teda become one and the same thing. They converge. But the bottom line is, this is Alt Tedis. The Fumdis Gals Malcha Mashiach Bepeil Mamish. Now we're learning a Mamish. There's no Mamish. Our year is Memhei. My mother we're learning with Hashem's help. Of course, it's Tafshin Memhei. There's no Mamish. For some reason, I don't know if the Rebbe Fabrengo didn't Fabreng. Bottom line is, there was no Mamorim, not Matas Masay, not Dvorim. Believe next week you have also a Mamish. Uh, from Memeh. So when you don't have a Maimir that's from the right year, I go back and look for old ones. So last week I learned a Maimir which was very difficult. In Shul by Yas and Empire Shtibur, Rabbi Saul Friedman came in and chazed the Maimir. And I listened to him. And, and then I actually understood how difficult it was when I was teaching. He chazed, there's another version that said the same Maimir in Tafshin Yudzayim, which was even more detailed and involved. But this is a very, this is a very gishmaka, man. This is one of the most sweet Maimorim of the Rebbe. Bachar and Yeshiva, when they begin learning Chassidus, and one from the Rebbe, this is one of the first Maimorim they learn. And it's a little bit early for Anila Deidi, the Deidi Elite, right? After Hamisha Azabab, it's okay. After Chofov, it's a mitzvah. It's a little early for Anila Deidi, but we're going to learn it anyway. This is a Maimor the Rebbe said, Shabbos of Archim El Tov Shin Yud 61 years ago. But as is our custom, of course, God forbid we should learn the Maimor in order. Then you wouldn't need me, and I'm very, very much in need of being needed. By the way, as all of us are, but we don't have to admit it necessarily on a Friday morning. So we're going to learn the Maimed from the inside out. It's a beautiful Maimed. The heart of the Maimed is about tefillah, davening. Darichas of the Maimed is about tefillah. But the, the shleimus of the Maimed, the totality of the Maimed is about balance. Balance. First of all, a balance between teira and tefillah. Then a balance between a neshama and a goof. You're only a healthy person when things are converging, when things come together. Some people are too here, and some people are too here. To create balance is a very, very difficult union. But we're going to start talking about davening. We're going to journey through what's called in Kabbalah, the ladder, the sulam of tefillah. And with Hashem's help, we're going to go from tefillah to teira to balance. And what we don't finish today, we'll do with Hashem's help, we that on Sunday. So we begin on page Shin Nun Hey, which is the second page, second sheet. The second line into the paragraph, okay? I'm starting right here. Shid nun hei, where I made a little aleph on the margin. Davening is a ladder. Sula mutz of adsa, that the ladder is standing on the ground. The head of the ladder reaches up all the way into the heavens. You should know that there is a zehad. But the zehad adds. Sulam dot slaysa. The davening. I'm sorry. 
I'd say the wrong one. Shas, Tzleisa, Shas, Kirova. The Zayah says, the time of prayer is time for war. When a person davens, they're engaged in a war. Padam, Mishalim, Nafshi, Mikrov. Mikrov means a war. Particularly a war of intimacy, of closeness. Hand-to-hand combat kind of thing. So it says in Zayar that Shas, Tzleisa, Shas, Kirova. The time of davening is time of war. Why? Because when a person davens, they engage with the Yetzir Hara. Torah is called Shalom, peace. Because you, so to speak, raise up above the Yetzir Hara, just holiness. But davening is a Muhammad, it's a war between the state of the Yetzir Hara. Davening is a struggle, Torah is peace. And of course, Hasidus talks about the need for the balance. A person in his life needs to fight wars, you can't avoid them, it's just life. And at the same time, along with that struggle for... Uh, overcoming obstacles you need to have light and peace in your life but let's begin with davening and the Rebbe quotes a different Zayah the Rebbe doesn't quote the Zayah that describes davening as war, the Rebbe quotes the Zayah that describes davening as a ladder the ladder which sits on the ground the head of the ladder reaches into the heavens in the Friedrich the Rebbe's Maimorem the Rebbe says, it doesn't say it says with the extra hay with the extra hay. So the Friedrich Rebbe interprets the hay of Atza means the lowest level of earth. And the hay of Shamayna means the highest level of heaven. Sulo Mutz of Atza, the bottom of the ladder is in the very lowest levels. Vereshe Magia Shamayma means it reaches the very highest Madregas. Now, when climbing a ladder, there is one rule, a simple rule, a commonsensical rule. That when you climb a ladder, you need to go in order. You can't start in the middle, you can't skip. If you start in the middle, you skip your fall, and you could get hurt. In life, real growth, real avoida, is only when we go besaded, in an order. And you have to start from the very, very bottom. And that's the model, that's the idea of davening being compared to a ladder, that there's a series of steps. You go from a lower level to a higher level. So let's read it inside. Shemaschil b'madreges tachtenis. A person starts on lower levels. Umadgia b'madreges alyenis. You reach higher level. Says the Rebbe. Das chalas atfila. How does the davening begin with the very lowest plane? What is the lowest level? Heidel l'deshem. Heidel means to submit. Kiru v'shmei. Call the Ebrister by name. We're going to talk about these four words. Heidel l'avaya. Kiru v'shmei. A little later. Says the Rebbe. Shehi heidel chalas. The word heidel means to submit. We translate it as thank. But it really means to acknowledge, to submit to something which you cannot understand. And the Rebbe calls it a dog clause, a basic submission. Says the Rebbe, however, before the submission of Haidu, which is the actual text of Tfilu, we say in Shul, there's a more basic Haidani. The very beginning of Avedis Hashem is Maidani, which is even a more basic submission. As soon as the person is, is shaken, is moved from his sleep, And the Rebbe, of course, says what we all know when this means. The tumor remains a, a trace of it on the tips of his fingers. He doesn't wash his hands. Nevertheless, because he has a neshama. He, that his neshama is a portion of God Almighty Mimal. And the Rebbe says, Since I use a piece of the etzah, it is the whole etzah, 
which is one where the Eivish that is able to say I submit and I acknowledge the Fanecha, the truth of the Eivish this submission is completely simple the person is submitting to an Eivish which he doesn't understand he doesn't even understand that he doesn't understand he still submits it's not the kind of Submission which affects the personality, the premise of the person at all. Although this submission has great advantage. All of us know that this submission comes from the very, very essence of the neshama. Because the neshama has not yet begun to function. See, the neshama has to do with the mind, with the will, with the richness of the person. The maidani has nothing to do with any of those things. It's a simple submission. Skip four lines. I'm now eight lines from the bottom. This submission is entirely superficial. On the one end, but on the other hand, it embraces the person. From his head to his feet, the same. This submission comes to the pintle. You wake up in the morning, the moment you open up your eyes, there's a gil of yechida. That's where the meidani comes from. Two seconds later, the yechida is gone and you hit snooze and the opportunity passes <laughs> the Maidani is the simplest and purest thing a Jew will say but it is also the most superficial and undeserved thing a Jew will say it comes in the very Nishama but because it comes in the very Nishama it's very very little to do with what we call in our culture the Mohus or the Primius of the person it's just the submission of the Nishama so it has a very high Maile and a very obvious Limitation. The mile is just the simplest truth a person can ever say in his life. And the limitation is that because it's such a simple truth, it's not transformative. It doesn't change who you are. It just expresses a higher you. And the Rebbe says, the age says, I want to add that the Maidani comes from the pintle of a yid and Shahabitl the Maidani Magia the Maila Batsmusa Yizbara. And it touches the so-called pintala of the Ebishter. The Meidani comes to the very pintala of an Ishama, and it has a relationship with the very pintala of Avakus. The essence of godliness is what the Meidani relates to, and therefore the Meidani touches and is touched by the essence of God, the very pneumistic of the Nishama. Shazel Eimel Lefanecha. When we say Meidani Lefanecha, Lefanecha means to the pneumius of Avakus. So this is Meidani. You wake up in the morning and you submit to the Ebishter. Of course, what's the psychology of this? What's the controversy here? What's the psychology of it? The psychology of it is a very simple one. And it's exactly the opposite of Ashkofa Sa'ilum. It's exactly the opposite of Ashkofa Sa'ilum. What is the psychology of this? The psychology of this is God is natural. Not God is unnatural. And therefore, when I'm in a completely natural state, Maidani. But that lasts about a minute or a second. The moment you start engaging yourself, the very basic definition of humanhood becomes complicated by all kinds of other issues. That naturalist becomes covered over. But this is the... What is Meidani? Meidani is everybody knows God, not nobody knows God. That's the touch. And the Meidani is the moment when we know God, then we acknowledge that. But it's not a human experience. It's a godly experience. It's an Ishama, an essence experience. From the Pneumius of Eir to the Pneumius of Elokus. What's the problem? I've asked this question a thousand times. Eibazei, all you gotta do is stay in bed all day long. 
And you'll be in the Madregi Vechidish Benefish. And the answer is you get one moment. That's it. And after that, it's called snooze. <laughs> snooze is the gemate yitzahara in my pillow. You understand? <laughs> you have a moment of yichida. You have a moment of clarity. You open up your eyes. You you're clear. You, you hesitate. All of a sudden, you're exhausted. That moment is made on you. And therefore, you gotta get out of bed. Therefore, you all know the mice with the chelamai. I told the story a thousand times. It was this chelamai to kept losing things. So he wrote a list of where everything was, and in the bottom of the list, he wrote when ich in bed. And I'm in bed. He found all of his belongings and he spent the whole day looking for himself. <laughs> it's, it's a chelmer maise. The chelmer maise. Oh uh, it's, it's a, it's a maise that has a toy. You have to find yourself. The maidani is you. But in a second, that maidani is gone. And then you spend the whole day looking for yourself. So you got to get out of bed. You got to get dressed. Then you have to wash yourself and rinse your mouth and go away from the maidani to lesser, simple, lesser absolute truths but the kind of truth we have a shaykhist with. So the Rebbe says, Ah, however, last line on the page, Now we're on page Shin. The human being kicks in the mind and the heart. And you're climbing. The impression the Rebbe is trying to give us is, Moedani is not a part of davening. It's a part of a davener. Davening is a ritual. Davening is an exercise. It has a form. You go into tefillah. Meidani is not tefillah. Meidani is the person. After you say Meidani, which is a doklos of the person, then you engage in the davening, which is conforming to the model that the Chazal created to help us connect to the Yebishter. And there's again a submission, but a very different level of submission. Three lines from the top of the page should involve but this time you say you submit to Shem Kiru, you call and reveal Shmai, his name and the simple chat in these words are Havaya the Ebishter himself who do you have to submit to Shmai, the name of the Ebishter which means godliness Kiru, there could be a Kriya you could call it forward and reveal it you see so you're, you're already dividing into Madrigas Havaya the Ebishter himself is still Haidu. Shmai, the Ebishter's name, which goes on it himself, the same from Kriya. In Meidani, you don't have a Havaya, you don't have a Shmai, you have the Ebishter. So it's a Meidani of Fanacha, to you. So the Haida, the Meidani of Haidu, which is already a part of the davening, is much more involved, much more sophisticated. It's less the truth, but it's more the person. And the, at this point, we're separating Havaya, the Ebishter himself, we still submit to. Shmai, the name of the Ebishter, we already call him. Correct? Three lines from the end of that paragraph, When it comes to the Ebishter's name, which means the Ebishter himself, we submit, the name of Hashem, which means the light of the Ebishter, we call it forward, and what is the meaning of calling it forward? Revealing it below. Says the Rebbe, Still, Even, submission. There's two, what the Rebbe calls Haidah Klolis. Meidani is a Haidah Klolis B'yoyisir, a very extreme Haidah Klolis, and Haidah Lashem is Haidah Klolis. What's the difference? This is a part of the Davin Nur, as I said, people put this part of the Davin. What happens after Meidani, Haidu? Then comes Baruch Shom. So the Rebbe continues in the next paragraph, and he says, And after the basic submission, comes the Psukim, that means the passages of song. 
Look at the next word. Sipur Shvachoi Shalmokim. It means telling the story of the praise of Hashem. In the Chazal, I think the Lashem is Sidur Shvachoi Shalmokim. That talad and the pay become replaced. What's the difference between Sidur Shvachoi Shalmokim and Sipur Sidur means to organize, to sit down and arrange in your mind all the different praises of HaKadosh Baruch and to present them. Sipu means to tell the story of the praise of It's a very simple thing. Sidur, Shvach HaShemachim, is intelligent. You use your mind to arrange the Shevach of the Ebishter. Sipur is not intelligent. Telling stories is not intelligent. It goes straight to the heart. So the Rebbe says, He changes from the Lashem Sidur, Shvach HaShemachim. He makes it into Sipur. Because Psuke de Zim is a story. What's the story of Psuke de Zim? It's really one Pasuk. Peseach es yadecho mazbir l'cholchai. Ebishter opens up his hands, Umazvi, and he gives sufficiency, enoughness, Lechokai, to all of the things. Ratzin. What's such Ratzin? Who wills? The Ebishter wills or the person wills? Paseya Chesyadecha, the Ebishter opens up his hands, Umazvi, Lechokai, Ratzin. That means Ratzin. The Ebishter is Ratzin. What the Ebishter wants, what the person wants. What the person thinks he wants, what the person really wants. Okay, we have plenty of homework. But Psuke de Zimra is Poshet, describing all the wonderful things the Ebishter does for us. Says the Rebbe, it's a sequel, it's a story. Story means we're not trying to understand. We're simply trying to see. And when you tell stories, it doesn't go to the mind. It bypasses the mind. It goes straight to the heart. That's more involved than haidu, which is submission, accepting, submitting to. But it's not yet very sophisticated because there is no mind. Vihine. Says the Rebbe, you don't understand it. It creates a reaction. We tell a story. People are moved. When a person says, First of all, he doesn't understand. He's not even excited. Submitting to God is not exciting. It's simply acknowledging the age. Next line. Five lines into the second paragraph of Beit When a person says the passages of song. There is an idea of hahispailos, an emotional response and reaction, misipur, from telling the story of Shvachesh And the Rebbe says, Psuke de Zimra is basically what has gone, God done for us lately, begashmias. Psuke de Zimra is not exotic, it doesn't talk about malachim, it doesn't talk about ganeidim, it doesn't talk about hey, mitzvahs. It talks about poshet parnosa gashmias. I want you to know, I'm giving this feel the classes in Flatbush if you have a class you got to prepare and you prepare you got to learn stuff you didn't know it's one of those wonderful dividends for being a Magachi of teaching Teda and I came across a very very interesting thing Psuke de Zimra has two parts the Halalukas that says in many Svarim correspond to that Sodom Amoris there's ten paragraphs that correspond to the ten utterances and then you have Gula it's Yes Mitzrayim the beginning the middle of Ayvarach David until Az Yashir is Gula in the Psadi Gaon Siddur, he doesn't have it. Psadi Gaon is the oldest Siddur we have. Oldest known Nusach that exists, that's extant today, it's over a thousand years old. In the Psadi Gaon's Nusach, he only has the first half. What Hashem did in creating the world, that's it. We added also Gula, the redemption aspect, which is a higher idea. But Psuke de Zimri is Pashit, thanking, praising, celebrating the goodness of God. That's a type of Psuke de Zimri. And the Rabbi explains it mystically. Behind it. Six lines in. Sukhidzim is you're not supposed to understand, and in fact, you don't understand. Shari, why don't you understand it? 
What are you talking about? We are talking about all the wonderful things Abish that gives us. The greatness of Hashem in creating us ex nihilo, from nothing into something, or from a non-thing into a thing. Now if I had more time, I could elaborate on this very much. But I don't have more time. This, there's a hisbonus of mamale kalamim, there's a hisbonus of sevev kalam. Yeshmiyayin is sort of in between. It's halfway between Malachim and Sefim. It's very difficult to figure. The Rebbe says, Psukim is Ebesh, Psukim is Ebesh to create something. Says the Rebbe, Ve'efen isavas yeshmiyayin, Eine Muslim ben Ebron. And the way the Ebesh to create us from an anthem, we can't understand. Ve'enavish ha'sogi b'chin is primius. Ha'sogi means to understand in an internalized way, skip the bracket. When you understand something well, it affects you. The ilu and yesh we don't understand. We don't understand how it is Abish creates the world from a non thing. Why? Because the ilu If we would understand how God creates us from nothing into something, it would pervade. We would be filled with this understanding of yesh meyayin. Rebbe says in Yiddish, "Es vol dey durach genuven." It would permeate us. Volume is battle, and then it's yusum. It become both. We can't understand Yesh Miyayin. We're not allowed to understand Yesh because the moment we understand Yesh Miyayin, all of a sudden we become ayin. Like Rebbe says in Tanya, we just learned not long ago in Shari Yichud, "Ilo nitne v'shus la'ayin lidav." Eibush opens up our eyes, and we see the kei chapel benif, and we become ayin. So Eibush to create us, gives us a time every day to talk by his spilus, excited how he creates us, with the understanding that we don't understand. So we don't understand it. Intellectually, we get emotionally moved. It's more than Heidu, but it's not yet Hasogit. The Eidzes, four lines from the bottom of the page. Just something else. First of all, is talking about God creating us, which is beyond our fathom. Moreover, Psukhidizim is Chaykim. You know what means? It rubs us, it refines us, it scratches off something not good, but from the outside. Chikikami b'fnim means changing the inside of the person, which is through learning and understanding. Chikikami b'chutz means changing the outer of the person, which is through emotions and feelings. You cannot call this an inner change. Because how could it have an inner change if you don't understand it? Because the person gets emotionally aroused. It does rub off on the person. Last line of the page. This is the pshat. The word zemer means to sing, but the word zemer also means to, to prune, to remove weeds. So the Rebbe says, to remove weeds. This means to remove parasites and weeds and thorns. of the animal that cover over the nisham. Just like in a physical vineyard, there are thorns. That take away, that parasite the life of the earth. And of course, when you have parasites taking the life, there's only so much fertility in a piece of land, so much moisture. If the parasites take it, the real plant doesn't live. The Jewish people, the Abish's vineyard, there's thorns. What are these thorns? So the Rebbe gives two examples. It's very intimate, the Rebbe does. But let's keep in mind what's going on. Psukei de Zimmer, the Rebbe doesn't call Sidur, which is I think the Lashna Gemara. He calls it Sipur. Because he wants to underscore that when you talk about what God does for me, you don't understand that you just value it. So it touches straight to the heart. And because it touches the heart, it affects you. 
It doesn't affect you because it transforms you from the inside. It affects you because it softens you or it weakens your alternative interests. And these passions, these feelings of excitement towards the Eibishter, what the Eibishter gives us, weakens the negative forces. What are the thorns in Avoidah? So the Rebbe gives two examples. The second example is Tavis. Temptations. Most of us, most of the time, know what that means. Temptations. Temptations, good or bad. Temptations are destructive. That's what. They make us weak. He said, but then there is something that people don't think is a big deal. What's not a big deal? Gossip. Guys, in Avedet, it's gossip. What's the problem? Temptations are no good. But to speak Lashon Hara, to speak gossip, to be involved in superficial things, what's the big deal? Says the Rebbe, no, no, no. That's also thorns. He says, these are words which are not for God. That means to laugh at things. And empty words. They're not a temptation, not lust. Like physical temptations. And the person says five lines from the top. As my boys tell me, right? <laughs> W-T-B-D. What's the big deal? What's the great thing you have? So I spoke about it. I made a joke. Speaking and not an obstacle to Hashem. And he says, the bishlaim When you talk about temptation, lust, desire, it gets you all excited as a behemoth. covers over the making jokes. temptation. Says Why is that a big deal? So what's wrong with speaking Narashkaitin? Or to put it in plain English, what is wrong with benignly wasting tongue? Pat it inside. Next line, they did have you should know. That's just the way you think. scoffing, laughing at things, and narashkaitin, and katesim, they're thorns. they hold back, they prevent the anim- the animal soul. Shalayargish. You shouldn't feel and understand the animal soul becomes burdened by wasting time. Moreover, even the revelation of the godly soul is grabbed and entangled. See, the godly soul you cannot compromise. You could compromise the revelation of the godly soul. The Shema should be able to be revealed. The animal soul is compromised and you could compromise it more. Says that, but the thorns are not only taive, the thorns are Emptiness, Puskai is, 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 is a thorn that challenges the Nevisha Bahamas and even challenges the Nevisha Lakis. Six lines from the bottom. So we understand that speech, words could be thorns. A thought could also be thorns. And then the Rebbe says in the next line, seeing can be thorns and hearing can be thorns. And he brings the Gemara that there are two uh, two lawyers on behalf of Klippa. The eyes and the heart. Okay? Three lines on the end of the paragraph. the thorns. So, Psukha de Zimra has a second idea. The first idea of Psukha de Zimra is to get excited about the Eibishter. The second idea is that my excitement about the Eibishter, my arousal from Yanam of Godliness, pushes me further away from the Tzonis and Vanamatelim and Taiva. The Zehu Inyan Psukha de Zimra, this is the content of Psukha de Zimra. Lahach is as a Ketan to cut off the thorns. Which is an external scrubbing or rubbing. It's no longer made any simple submission. But on the other hand, it's not yet understanding, it's feeling. This is the second step of the ladder. 
Hegel Avaya is the first step, submission. Psuka de Zimra, which is the emotional arousal, which quiets the animal soul's taivis, and Nanashkaitin is the second step. Continues the Rebbe, the next paragraph, If Psuka de Zimra is being excited. Now goes the third step. After the second step, which is to be emotionally aroused and not understand Dafkin, then you get to the brochas of the Shema, particularly the first broch of Shema. Now you're trying to understand. I want you to know that the Rebbe says in Tanya, chapter 49, Pedic Memtes. How did the angels land in Bechas Kishman? What are the angels doing in Bechas Kishman? When a person lights Shabbos candles, he makes a bracha, yeah? There's no angels, at least not in the text. Maybe when you close your eyes, you see angels. But the words are shaken and A person says a bracha before he says Shema. It's a two, it's the bracha is two pages. Second bracha is a page. The third bracha is two pages. Why? A bracha is a few lines. What are these long Megillas? What are you reading? Am I submit angels? which goes on the Shamas, there was different types of Malachim. Why the angels? And the answer is because the Nevesha Bahamas has a connection to the angels. Our Nevesha Bahamas comes from the animals, which are the Malachim. So when we read about the angels, we're reading about the source of our animal soul. Why? Because the animal soul relates to the angels of Oedah. The animal soul relates to the angels of Oedah because the animal soul comes from the angel. And the animal soul understands what angels are doing. It has a kinship with this. In other words, this is a more engaged idea, or to use a holy word, it's a more pnimious idea, because this understanding is because of a, a relationship, a relatability. I relate to what the malachim are doing. It says, the Rebbe There's two types of malachim. The first way is like the malachim called srafim. And if you look three lines from the bottom of the page, it says, Eifan Aveis, Kmei Avedis Aifanim. The second way is Avedis Aifanim. The Malachim called Srafim. The Malachim of Srafim are the smartest guys in the world, in the heavens. They're very smart. And by the Srafim, it says, Srafim in the Nimalai. They're so smart, they understand what's beyond them. And on this pasuk, Srafim in the Nimalai, we have the famous Taylor Samal Shem that I taught you the other week. What does it mean, Malachim are standing higher than the Abishtev? Srafim in the Nimalai. So of course Hasidus explains in the Malivov, higher than the six midas, the Holy Madhag of Bina. It's a long Kabbalah. But the point is Malachim and the Madhag of Srafim understand godliness which is beyond them. Because they want to be relating to the godless which is beyond them, we say that they have a connection to that level as well. And they're burnt up in this desire. But it's a very engaged desire and a very pneumistic of being burnt up when you hear. And you know what's above you, and above, above you, and above, above, and you aspire for it, and you aspire for it based on your comprehension. So it's it's a pneumatic kind of reaching. What about a fanim? A fanim means wheels, a bow, an eagle. A fanim don't understand very much at all, and because a fanim don't understand very much at all, they understand the Ebishter himself. What a fanim say is higher than what the Srafim say. The Srafim say kaddish, 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 a bunch of levels. Tim 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 They find him say, Since they don't understand anything, they say, Wherever God is, that's what we want. So there's two sets of malachim, the Rebbe explains. 
both are trying to understand, but one understands much more pneumistic, and the other one understands only basically. And it's ironic. The one who understands much more pneumistic is relating to the godliness which is closer to it, because it's understanding very from pnimi. The Malach who doesn't understand that well, since he don't understand well, he relates to the Ebishter himself. But whether a person does his bondiness of Srafim, which is Kaddish, 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 or his bondiness of Eifanim, which is Baruch these are Malachim who are trying to reach upwards, heavenwards, through their comprehension. Page, Shin, Nun, Ches. Second, the first line from the top of the page, Vikivan Shayyazim Shadava Mufla. Since the lower Malachim called the Fanam know that the godliness that they're trying to reach is be- beyond them. Sha'im Bayadbal the Mailamata has no limitations. For the Khaliyah Nimsha Gadlamata, the Ibishta himself could be down here as well. That's why they say Burkhbaidavaimkin. So you have Malachim who are trying to understand. Some people understand very well, some people understand simple. But they're both trying to understand. When you understand simple, you can relate to the simplest truth, which are the highest truths. When you understand complicated, when you understand complex, when you understand intricate, because it's so sophisticated, you understand lower, but you understand it in a more real way. But whether you're following these malachim or these malachim, this is the engagement of the mind. The same is also Ruchnis. That when she'ene masik one does not understand very well, then he relates to the Ebishter himself. I, before, by Srafim, he explained, also when Avoidah, that when you understand, you're trying to relate to them, which is a little bit above you. In any case... We get involved with the malachim because the malachim do the animal soul relates to because the animal soul comes from those malachim. That's the first brach of Krishna, right? Or the second brach of Krishna? The first brach is about malachim, which is the seichel of our nevesh abahamis. The second brach is about Yisrael, the neshama, which goes to the nevesh alakis. For some reason, the Rebbe skips this in the mind and he moves straight on to Krishna. Five lines on the top of page Shin Nunches. Then comes Shema. When it comes Shema, and a person is trying to understand who be, I'm sorry, the understanding in the Brachas of Shema is Bishadish Nevisha Bahamas, sort of the animals. When a person is saying the Shema itself, he has He's trying to understand the godly soul. Shema Yisrael. Shema means Hezachayin. Shema means listen. Yisrael means the Neshama. Shema Eloshan is Bonanus you should contemplate. Vaz Bonanus he who is doing the contemplating the Yisrael, the Neshama Kiyas. So it is a journey that gets deeper and deeper and higher and higher. And you know what else? Finer and finer. When a person engages with his Neshama, the Neshama is peaceful. The Neshama is quiet. The Neshama is pure. The Neshama really understands. But in order to reach that stage, you have to go through a Meida'ani and a Hegel Adeshem and a Psuki de Zimra with both aspects of Psuki de Zimra you're not supposed to understand. It weakens the animal soul. Birches Kriyashma, which are trying to understand those Malachim that understand and those Malachim that don't understand how they understand. And then you get to the Yebishta. But even when you get to Shema, you're still trying to understand. Trying to understand it. Whether it's intellectually understanding on the level of the animal soul or intellectual understanding on the level of the godly soul. And the Rebbe says, the calls who are is the sulam, those are the rungs of the ladder before you reach the top. Now, Rabbi said, page, shin, nun, ches, I put a ches on your margin, yeah? You see a ches? That's what I'm starting. End of the line. Finally, accomplishment You sound like a servant in front of his master. When you stand in front of the Abish, you completely buckled. 
Bainu, that when a person when a person davens, God is brought down even into physical things. That's why you ask for physical things. I'm skipping a line. Maintain about Veda. The same is true when Avoda in Yenat Tzilush and Ishtan and Mithyusik. How come when I daven, the Ebishter gives me health and Parnasa? When you're so bottled to the Ebishter, it changes things. Begashmias, but the beginning of it is a bittle to the Ebishter. Showing bittle bimitz. So Shmaina Esrei is a complete bittle to the Ebishter. In other words, you're trying to go from a state of total disconnect from the Ebishter to a state of complete in-tuness to the Ebishter. The epitome of that is Avda Kamimura. I've, I've described this many times. A woman once said to me that she was waiting for Yechidus and being a nervous wreck, a total basket case. And she walks into the Rebbe's room and she's calm. She couldn't understand. It happened year after year. It was a strange... And the Vartas, when you were in the Rebbe's Daal you became an extension of him. He embraced you. You were comfortable yourself because you were mamish in his, you were not in his sphere, you were part of him. So that piece was a deeper bittle than the nervousness, the apprehension you felt before. That's when that's you're in the Abish's sphere. But you're only in the Abish's sphere if you go through all the preliminary steps. And all those preliminary steps are predicated on one yesod. I'm me trying to connect to the Abish. You get the Shminess and now you're in the Abish's space. Now let, I'm sorry. I need you to talk a little louder. Okay, that's a great question. If I don't answer you, there's going to be complaints filed online and with the secretary and with the Ebishter. It's very complicated. So how do you ask Ishmael for your physical needs? And there's many answers to that question. There's two sikhs from the Rebbe on Chana. One is in your test and one is Chof test. The Rebbe talks about this in both of those sikhs. It's a long story. The Nekudas Adovid is that your Gashmi is the things are the Shuv of the Ratzu. Because you're so one with the Abishta, that one has to show itself in the world. And it shows itself on your physical things. The long version of this, you'll have to speak to somebody else on a different occasion. Don't take it personal by not answering you. It's not personal. Because they don't answer anybody. <laughs> I'm equal opportunity. Ignore. It's not personal. But that's the Nikudis Adover. The, the, the shave, the Gashmias of Shemena Esrei is a symptom of your connection to the Abishta, not of your needs. Now, Rabbi Isai. Let's go back until... Page Shin and Dalud. And the Rebbe says like this. Omnum, I want to tell you something. We just described davening as a ladder, a progression. Shmanesse, you're so bottled to the Abish that you're almost an extension of him. Davening as a rule is from the bottom to the top. It's us refining ourselves in our own way and through our own effort and through our own limitations. Says the The highest level of davening. Now what is the highest level of davening? Shmenesra. What Shmenesra? I'm standing in front of the Ebrish, I'm so bottled. There's no me. Says the Rebbe, guess what? Even Shmenesra is only giving up your ego. It's not transforming you into an extension of godliness. You're still you, you've given up your ego. I, when you're standing in front of the king, you're totally bottled. And the Rebbe goes into halariches, the hinate, feel the kravayda, feel means work. And work means it's not fun. That's what work means. Work means an old expression that says, I love work, I can stand and watch it for hours. I'm sure you've heard this, my menachoch. Work means what we do on ourselves. It's never comfortable, it's never fun. Davening is avodah. So I'm now going six lines from the bottom of the page. The very highest level of davening, which is Shmene Esrei. It's only a bit of the ego. 
are not transformative. Second line from the bottom of the page of Ahainu. Shagama Madrega Yesen Nal The highest level of davening which we call Shmeina Esrei. Which real, which we translate as being totally bottled. Not I'm giving my ego away to the Eibushter. I'm giving my form away to the Eibushter. In other words, not I'm giving away my will. I'm becoming an extension of him. That's what the difference between Bittel B'Metzias and Bittel Ayesh is. Says they have been Iraq legabe hamadreges hatachtenis shabatzfilo tap of shin and hey now as nikush and bilamtis. When you say Shmenes is my form is being transformed into a godly form. As opposed to giving up my ego, that's only when you're comparing that stage of davening to the Heidel Hashem and the Baruch Sha'oman and the Bechat Ishmael and the Krishna. When you peer, compare davening to learning, Harizah, even Shmineser, which is total bittle to the Abishtid, it's bittle Yesh Bavad. It's only giving away my ego and not transforming me because it's doing the efforts myself. When a person wants to do bittle, if they're doing the bittle, that precludes the possibility to total bittle. Why? How can I break myself to the extent that there's not going to be an eye to break? So bitl ayesh can only be superficial. So how do you achieve total bitl? And you don't achieve it, God gives it to you. Shmeneh says you growing towards total bitl. So it's taka total bitl to the lower levels. But since you're bringing yourself to it, the true idea of total bitl, which can only be when God gives it to you, is not true, even in Shmeneh So now we go back to page Shin Nun Yes, where I made the Yud Aleph. It's right next to the end of the paragraph. You should know there was something higher than Shmenesre. You know what's higher than Shmenesre? Nefil Sapayim. What's the highest point in davening? Shmenesre? Wrong. Why? Shmenesre is taka a bit of but the bit of that I raise myself to. The highest level of Shmenesre, you finish davening and you fall to the ground. We don't fall to the ground, we put our head in our arms. But the idea of the field supply, what's the field supply? By the vegan dachnun. After Shmenesa, you put your head down, yes? Ideally, you're supposed to lay on the floor. Like you do it in Shoshana. Okay, you speak to your local Rebetzin. I'm not getting involved in Rebetzin's business. Nefila Sapaya means what? I'm not climbing the ladder. I'm falling to the ground. When you fall to the ground, that's Bittal B'Metzias. Shehu Bittal me. You know why it's Bittal me? Because when you fall to the ground, you're not climbing any ladders. You're not making any efforts. You're submitting to the Abish the total. So this is says in Kisvi Hadizal. It's not a Hasidic original. The highest level of davening is not Shmanesa. It's the highest level of davening in terms of the journey, in terms of our efforts. But there's something even higher than our highest efforts. Because the moment we say, I am trying to get the close to God, that limits how close I can get. Because the I doesn't allow. You feel Sapayim is getting past the I. So what did we do today? We learned a wonderful, truly classic hasbid of what's called in Kabbalah the ladder of tefillah. What comes next? Taita. Taita is not falling to the ground, it's not pounding your chest. It's opening up a sefer and learning Taita. When you're learning a Taita, you're tapping into God's light, which brings you to a different madrigo altogether. We'll do this in Mitzvah Hashem Sunday.